Marcus Morris Sr. is set to be the Clippers' starting power forward, according to head coach Ty Lue. Not Nick Batum. Not Robert Covington. Is that what you want? Is that what I wanted? What are the pros and cons to Marcus Morris Sr. starting? We're going to talk about it all on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host going into my 18th season as a Clipper fan, Darian Viziri. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. And I also have my own YouTube channel to talk about LA sports, including Clipper post games and game day vlogs, as well as the NBA at large and NBA history, if you're into that. So check that out dime dropper on youtube but for today's episode i'm going to be reacting and talking about the recent news where ty Lue announced that marcus morris senior heading into the season is going to be the clippers starting power forward i'm going to be talking about the pros to that the cons did i like it did i not like it well you know that i've been saying that i don't want marcus morris senior to start i've also said that i wanted him traded just because i feel like his presence on the team is a bit redundant because he's just another guy who can score and doesn't do much else outside of that. I mean, he's a great floor spacer, great shooter, especially from three. He's shot incredible percentages for the Clippers from deep since he's joined the team. But the problem with senior to me is when he's not hitting shots, how else is he impacting the game? You see him start at that power forward spot and oftentimes come out with games where he only has two rebounds, three rebounds, sometimes even one rebound or less. And when he's our second biggest guy out there, especially when we have certain lineups where he's our small ball five, he needs to box out, get aggressive, and get those rebounds. And even though rebounds in today's NBA is a little bit more spread out in terms of how different players getting them because of all the long misses, it's still, you need your second biggest guy to get a couple more rebounds than one or two. So Ty Lue's made the decision that he wants Marcus Morris Sr. to start alongside Kawhi and Paul George, Ivica Zubats, and either Reggie Jackson or John Wall. Those two are still playing out for that position. Reggie Jackson started the other night against Portland. John Wall should be starting or will be starting the next game against Minnesota at Staples Center. But let's just talk about the Marcus Morris Sr. thing. So my personal opinion, I didn't want it just because I think that Sr. is great off the bench in terms of coming off for instant offense, get the Clippers some buckets, and it doesn't put as much pressure on him to make shots to start games or just in general as a starter of the team and, of course, to get rebounds. But the main reason why I'm not a huge fan of it is because Paul George and Kawhi are going to be handling the ball a lot, and I want them to handle the ball a lot. And Marcus Morris Sr., yes, he will get a lot of open looks, and that's kind of what they're going for, I think, Ty Lue, to get Marcus Morris Sr. a bunch of open looks, kind of like you saw in the 2021 season where his percentages were through the roof. I mean, the guy was shooting 47% from three for, for large portions. But, yeah, it was actually, no, not for large portions. For the whole season, he shot 47% from three. So that was just unbelievable. And I think that's what they're going for again. 
The only thing I'd have to say to that is there's my angle. In that starting lineup, you have those three wings, Marcus Morris, Paul George, and Kawhi. And I think that the Clippers plan on switching everything one through four in that starting lineup with Reggie and those three wing guys. But who starts on the opposing team's best player at the point of attack or guarding him? That's the real question. Because we don't want to see Kawhi Leonard and Paul George overexerted and putting in too much work on the defensive end, especially to start games. That's why I wanted Nico Batum to start because Nico Batum can guard those best players and has often guarded those best players to start games and through large portions of the game to start. And then they'll switch and stuff like that. When guys that Kawhi or Paul George are guarding, will set the screen. Here's the thing about senior. He is not as good laterally in 2018, maybe the first season where he was on the Clippers, you saw him, be decent laterally and be a good big body, but he slowly kind of declined defensively. And even since he came to the Clippers, he's not been the best laterally, but he's strong. You know, he can guard those bigger wings, but laterally he's a little suspect. And sometimes he can be very disinterested on defense, very lazy at times. And that's not me being harsh. That's just my observation of watching the team, even though he's not a liability or anything like that. He's actually a a solid defender. I'd say. Some might say he's not great, but overall, I think he can have the tendency to be lazy at times and switch off mentally off the ball. And obviously, as I said, a little slower laterally on the ball. Nico Batum is better getting over screens. He's a smarter defender. He's better communicator. He's just more in tune on that end of the floor. And I would like him guarding the opposing team's best players to start games. Now you're thinking to to yourself, what difference does it make who starts out guarding the best player? Once they set one screen, the Clippers are going to switch everything, right? Yes, except for Ivica Zubats. The one to five pick and roll or the center setting the screen is typically where teams like to go and where teams throughout history like to go. They like the big man setting a screen. So that's the only pick and roll or screen, high ball screen action that the Clippers don't switch really. That's with Zubats because they don't want Zubats guarding guys on the perimeter. So if that's the case, I can see teams to start games, especially with their quicker guards. You know, for example, your Darius Garland's, your De'Aaron Foxes, Trey Young. They're going to put Marcus Morris Sr. and Ivica Zubats in that pick and roll or the pick and pop. And I don't know how much success the Clippers can have defending that in drop coverage. Can Marcus Morris Sr. get over those screens well? Can he navigate them well and make sure that the player that he's guarding sees him in his rear view and if it's just doesn't have to play two guys at once. Cause that's what happens when guys don't do a good enough job getting over screens. The big man is forced to be on an Island guarding two players at once guarding the big man and the ball handler. So that's very tough. I would rather have Nico Batum in those positions because if Marcus Morris senior is in, I'd rather have Paul George or Kawhi guarding the best player to start games. Probably Paul George considering Kawhi is coming off an ACL tear. So it's tough. It's tough. That's just my angle at it. And of course, I think Nico Batum is just better at all the little things. He's a better mover off the ball. That's one thing I don't like about Senior. He's very stagnant off the ball. He kind of just sticks into where he's at and stands there waiting for the ball. And yeah, that's a good floor spacing thing. But when teams load up on one side to guard Kawhi and Paul George, I love when Nico cuts from the weak side to the middle. It's one of my favorite things that he does. He's the best off ball mover on the team outside of Luke Kennard and Terrence Mann. And he's got just great awareness in that sense. 
Marcus Morris Sr., I love his mid-post ability. I love his face-up ability from the mid-range and three-point area, his ability to make tough shots. But I just don't think we need more tough shot makers out there with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I really like the defensive versatility with Nico Batum, and I like the idea of him guarding the best players on the opposing teams to start games. So that was just my pick. Also, Robert Covington. I feel like he can do a lot of the things that Nico does. I think he's better getting over screens and just a better defender. I guess my lens is I'm thinking defense first, not offense. That's always my lens usually. You're going to probably find that out fairly quickly about me. I'm defense first. Whether I coach youth sports or talk about basketball on podcasts, I'm a big defense guy. And I think the Clippers obviously have had decent defenses since Kawhi Leonard and Paul George have arrived. But in 2021, in the regular season, the Clippers weren't the best defensive team in the league in that regular season. And I want to see the Clippers be top 10 in both offense and defense this season. Defensively, in, I mean, they were eighth in 2021, so not bad at all. Very good, actually, top 10. I want to see the Clippers return to that kind of deal. And maybe they still can get there with Marcus Morris Sr. But the thing is, with Marcus Morris Sr. starting, that means that Nico Batum and Robert Covington are coming off the bench alongside Terrence Mann, Norman Powell, and John Wall, which is legitimately like a starting lineup. My God. John Wall at the point, Norman Powell at the two, Terrence Mann, Nico Batum, and Robert Covington. Yes, if if you're thinking it's undersized, that's the point. It's going to be a switch-everything unit, and that team can really switch everything more than the starters. And then obviously Luke Kennard as the 11th man and Amir Kofi as the 12th. My goodness, does Ty Lue have, you know, predicaments. But – I'm also going to be giving the positive side of why it's not a big deal and why it may not be as bad as you think, or as I'm saying, but Marcus Morris Sr. starting with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. I'm going to give you some actual evidence as to why it was actually a really solid combination in the 2021 season. Coming up. Tonight, I'm taking Luka Doncic to score 20 points, five rebounds, and five assists at the very minimum in their preseason game. Where I'm submitting those picks? At prize picks it's a daily fantasy website where you can make entries and player projections and compare them to what prize picks has projected to win some money here's how it works you can pick two through five two to five players and if they'll score more or less than the prize picks projection you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry and it's not competing against anyone else it's just you against the projections that are available and listed PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch. It could be MLB, NFL, PGA, college basketball, college football, women's college basketball, soccer, World Cup's coming up. Why don't you go to PrizePix for some of those? Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, that simple. Just safe and fast withdrawals. It's currently operational in over 30 states, including Canada. Just download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 with the promo code LOCKED ON. That's in all caps. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKED ON at sign up for an instant deposit matchup to $100. Okay, so Marcus Morris Sr. starting, right? By the way, I want to let I want you guys to tell me how you feel about it. So make sure to comment on the YouTube channel because it's the fastest way to grow the show. Locked on Clippers YouTube. Get us up to 800 subscribers. We are only one of two locked on NBA channels to not reach monetization yet. And 
again, we need to beat the Spurs to that because they've been saying the Clippers have no fans. And since I've taken over this channel, we've added 500 subscribers. So we need even more to get to that 1K to show everybody that Clipper Nation rolls deep. And the question today, how do you feel about Marcus Morris Sr. being our starting four? You tell me all your thoughts. So let's go into a little bit more depth. I know I seem a little doom and gloom there in the first segment. Oh, I don't like it. Well, here's some good evidence. Now, if you go back to the 2021 season, the Clippers started out with a starting lineup of Serge Ibaka, Nico Batum, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Patrick Beverly. And then as Patrick Beverly got injured for so many games, it became Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Nico Batum, and Serge Ibaka. And then when Serge Ibaka got injured, it became Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Nico Batum, and Ivica Zubats. But then the permanent change was made after the 40th game of the season when the Clippers got absolutely trounced by the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans and changed it in the, before a game against Dallas to Zoo, Marcus Morris Sr., Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Reggie Jackson. Now, that lineup ended up going 22-10 and 10 for the remainder of the season. Now, mind you, that's, not count, that's counting games that Kawhi didn't play as well. So I don't have the number of the lineup with that exact five. But let's put it this way, since this is about Marcus Morris Sr. Before he was in the starting lineup that season, the Clippers were 25-15. and 15, And after he was in it, they were 22-10. and 10. So not too big of a difference. Although Marcus Morris Sr. took off, in, in a sense, when he did get put in the starting lineup, in he averaged six. So it happened around late March, the change. And he averaged 16 points in the month of April for the Clippers in 2021. 16 points on 50% shooting, actually 51% shooting if you round up, 48% from three. But before that, he was averaging around 13 points a game on really good splits as well. So I don't think it was a crazy increase to his pre. Production in the month of May, there was only seven games. That was the last month of the regular season that year. He averaged a, a 12 points a game on, again, great shooting splits, 52% from the field and 50% from three. So it didn't make too crazy of a difference, but we've seen it work before. Again, I still prefer what I said, but the thing about Ty Lewis, he's so smart and he will make adjustments if it doesn't work or if Marcus Morris Sr. seems to not fit well with this current unit that they're looking to go out with. But here's some numbers. Per 100 possessions, the three-man combination of, by the way, shout out to Clipper beat writer Justin Russo for bringing these numbers up and then making me do my own digging on it. But Marcus Morris Sr., Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George, per 100 possessions, had a plus 19.4 net rating. So on the court, they were plus 19 per 100 possessions with those three on the court, which is awesome, right? You think that's amazing. Okay, damn, if that's the evidence, why even bother? Why even complaining, man? Well, Batum, Kawhi, and Paul were not that far behind. 16.2 net rating. And mind you, Serge Ibaka, Patrick Beverly, those were early in the season. The Clippers hadn't really caught stride yet. And once Lou Williams was traded, that clarified a lot of things. Terrence Mann, Luke Kennard started getting more minutes. And then Zubats was starting. It was just a little bit different in the sense that it felt like the clutter in terms of lineups had kind of been sorted out. And at times, I feel like the Clippers had too much depth that season. And that's another problem the Clippers can face this season, maybe. And you might be thinking, what the hell is the thing is too much depth? I'll let you know in the next episode, actually, because there is such a thing, in my opinion. 
It has to do with rhythm. But the Paul, Batum, Kawhi, and Paul combo was only three points behind. So not far behind. And it also, let me just say this about those stats. There are two other players in the court in these lineups. So it's not like you could just take those numbers and take them to the bank 100% because there are two other players that I'm not even talking about in these various lineups. But the point is, the, the Batum, Kawhi, Paul trio was not far behind. And if you're wondering, some other combos with Paul and Kawhi, I'll tell you. PG, Kawhi, and Ivica Zubats, 17.1 per 100 possessions. So again, not far behind at all. And then PG, Kawhi, and Reggie, 24.1 plus 24.1 per 100. So five points more than Morris, Kawhi, and Paul. So Reggie, Kawhi, and Paul was ridiculous. That's why I would love for them to start as well. But again, there's a common denominator here, right? Or two common denominators, Paul, George, and Kawhi. And I took their two-man uh, net rating, 18.1. That was the best combo for any two-man combination on the Clippers that played over 30 games together. So it's very obvious the common denominator here. It's called, it's called Paul, George, and Kawhi Leonard. That's the common denominator. You put guys out there with them, they'll be fine. And by the way, we don't have any data on Robert Covington because he's never played with Kawhi. So we haven't even tried that combination. So I just want to say that. Even though the Marcus Morris Sr. thing could be great because Sr. can shoot the hell out of the ball and is such a great floor spacer, I'm just saying Kawhi and Paul George, you can put them out there with a lot of guys and they can look good. And Marcus Morris Sr. is one of them. But Marcus Morris, at the same time, he does offer different things than Rocco and Batum. He can hit tough shots. He can hit shots when guys are not hitting. He has turnarounds over both shoulders in the post, which I think is amazing and invaluable for skill sets and oftentimes overlooked because nobody cares about post game anymore, but I do. And Marcus Morris Sr., even though he doesn't – but by the way, he did look a little slimmer and quicker in that game against Maccabi Ra'anana. I just hope that – and by the way, shout-out to Marcus Morris Sr., who just – had a birth of a new child. So congratulations to him. Clipper Nation, wish him congratulations on that if you can. Bigger than basketball, bringing a new kid into this world, a new senior or a new Morris. So shout out to Marcus Morris Sr. And honestly, I think he's going to have a good season. If he really is slimmer and trimmer, because again, I don't think that against Maccabi is a great test for him. It's not NBA competition. But hopefully we get to see him against Minnesota this weekend. And if he looks quicker and slimmer and can get to the basket a little more, that can add that third level to his scoring arsenal. Because I say it about senior, I think he's more of a two-level scorer right now with mid-range and threes. He's getting to the basket, doesn't really get there like that, and doesn't really elevate at the rim like that. But he's been saying, I want some dunks this season. I want to get some dunks. So we'll see if he gets um, a couple of dunks this year. I wonder what the over-under is on that. Is he getting over five? <laughs> we'll see about that. That's something you can maybe – I wonder if Bet Online has that. You can bet on Marcus the amount of dunks Marcus Morris Sr. is going to have this season. But I'm feeling pretty good about it for starters. We've seen it work before. I guess we just got to be patient and just trust that Ty Lue will make the right decisions for the team. And coming up, speaking of the right decisions for the team, the Clippers recently made some cuts trimming the fat. Nope, it's not a pun and doesn't mean the players are fat. But <laughs> trimming off some players on the roster as we're getting closer to announcing the final squad, going to be talking about that coming up. All right, to close it out, the Clippers recently announced that they have cut Lucas Williamson, Michael DeVoe, and Jawan Morgan. 
from the roster. You saw Lucas Williamson and Michael DeVoe play in the preseason games. Lucas Williamson made a three in the Portland game. Michael DeVoe had 10 or so points, made four field goals against Maccabi. But you knew they weren't going to be on the roster. So the three of them have been waived. And now the Clippers are down to 19 players. 15 of them make the squad. Two of them can be on two-way contracts for the Ontario G League team. So here are the players remaining on the roster. Reggie Jackson, John Wall, Luke Kennard, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Marcus Morris Sr., Amir Coffey, Moses Brown, Malik Fitz, Terrence Mann, Xavier Moon, Jason Preston, Robert Covington, Nicholas Batum, Norman Powell, Evitia Zubats, and Nate Darling. So you know which guys are going to be guaranteed spots. The first 12 that I've already named on so many occasions, the obvious guys, the starters, and then the bench mob and Amir Coffey, that's 12 players right there. Brandon Boston Jr. should be on the team as well. That would be a 13th guy. Musa Diabate should absolutely be the 14th guy. And then as far as the last spot, probably Moses Brown, which would leave Jason Preston and Malik Fitz for the two-way contracts. I think that's about the safest route. Nate Darling, I bet he gets cut. Or I, don't, I wonder how it works. I think he could just be on the G League team full-time maybe. Not 100% sure on that. Xavier Moon, same kind of deal. But I actually kind of like Xavier Moon more than Malik Fitz. So I would have Xavier Moon on a two-way contract with Preston just in case a ball handler goes down or something. But I don't think the Clippers are in a shortage of ball handling at all. I do think, though, that Moses Brown and Musa should be on the team. But it is what it is. At the end of the day, it's not a huge deal. I wonder if you can play for the G League team even if you're not on a two-way. If you're not on a two-way, do you have to stay the whole time? Maybe you can answer that in the comments. But I feel good about this roster. I think it's the best roster in the NBA. Brandon Boston Jr. and Musa Diabate as 13th and 14th men. I mean, are you kidding me? But overall, Marcus Morris Sr. is starting to start the season. Not Nico Batum, not Robert Covington. Let me know your thoughts on that in the comments section on YouTube. Remember to subscribe. It's the fastest way to grow the show. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at Dime Dropper Pod. And of course, follow my YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for more content talking to guests in the NBA NCAA field and of course game day vlogs and all M things NBA and NBA history and LA sports. So check me out for the next episode. I'm going to be talking about if the Clippers have too much depth, can it come back to bite them? Not knowing who's better than who, which lineups are going to play, who's guaranteed to play, which guys are going to have less minutes than they deserve. It's a real conversation that needs to be had. And I noticed some things in the last game that made me think, man, this is going to be tough to maximize everyone's skill set, but I'm going to be talking about that in the next episode. Let me know what you thought of this one. Marcus Morris Sr. starting. It's not my, prefer not my preferred lineup, but I back Ty Lue no matter what, and I'm, I, I know that he will adjust if he needs to. And I think you should have that confidence in him as well. He's shown that ability that he's going to do whatever's best for the team. He picks up on his mistakes and holds himself extremely accountable, oftentimes too accountable. And he'll make the right decisions for the squad. I guarantee it. If Marcus Moore Sr. doesn't offer anything outside of scoring, if he, misses, if he has off nights where he doesn't do anything else, doesn't get any rebounds, then maybe they'll make a change. 
But hopefully he'll get those rebounds and just play well. Because I want the, what's best for the Clippers at the end of the day. I don't want Senior to play badly because I said he should get traded and I want to sound right. Absolutely not. I'm all about this team. I'm all about the name on the front, not the name on the back. And I want the players to succeed and be happy. By the way, shout out to John Wall. Followed me on Twitter. I mean, that put a smile on my face. So, John Wall, I back you 100%, brother. And our, you already know the age-old proverb, ladies and gents. Go Clippers. We back tomorrow. And remember, this is the only five-day-a-week Clipper podcast, so get your fix and make sure to make us your first listen of the day, a listen of the day and write a review on Apple Podcasts for your boy. If you like it, give, you, give us a five-star. Peace out. Go Clippers.